And welcome back to episode 95 of the Weekly Tech Ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Well, Carl, we're back after our week's break. Uh, you know, we giving a did. little bit of a break after our summer game special, which hopefully everybody found enjoyable. Um, and obviously, it was something we were looking to talk about. And some of those games, well, we spent a lot of time in, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> we did. Uh, so we're coming to you recording from the studio, respective studios, in what I can only describe as oppressive heatwave, uh, as the mercury has hit probably at least 30 today here in the UK. And um, we'll continue to do so for the following week. That does sound a bit like a weather report, I agree. But, uh, you know, given the tech... <laughs> the the tech angle, for next weekend is very, very, very hot. Well, that's what I mean. Talk about tech, isn't it? And I guess machine learning predictions. You yeah. know, you look at the different weather apps, they're kind of saying between, you know, 29 to 40 degrees, isn't it? It's kind of window a bit of a gap in the uh oh yeah a broad uh, range going on isn't there it is but what i will say is it's certainly going to be toasty so hopefully you've got adequate cooling for your computer equipment your servers and uh you know and yourself the, well i was gonna say i was in the garage earlier listening to the server rack and it was just a little whiny on the old fans how was it <laughs> So then, we are back this week with our usual schedule programming, and we have quite a lineup for you. So let's get things started then. Right. So apparently, according to The Verge, uh, I quote, the GPU shortage is over. Hmm. Is it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced. I'm not... Well, apparently, according to uh, one of The Verge writers, they published an article the other week, whereas they reckon uh, that the price of average price of graphics cards, and in particular uh, an RTX 3080 based on eBay sales prices, has dropped from a high uh, of close to $2,000, which was back sort of um, November, December time, uh, okay. is now down to an average of $702 uh, as of the 1st of July. Right. Okay. And apparently also they're saying that they are seeing... Um, Quite a few uh, cards in stock, in particular in the US. I will add in Best Buy. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to look in the UK when I saw this article, and uh, yeah, they weren't in the UK. <laughs> no, so I was kind of, I was kind of surprised by this because I think everything else, all all of the other indicators are saying that well, there is still a shortage because there's still manufacturing issues. There's still a silicon shortage. So yeah. how all of a sudden is there kind of a, a swell of cards into the market? It's very peculiar. Unless, I think that comes down to cryptocurrency well, you took the word. and dying horribly. Uh, bingo, exactly what my thoughts were. There. You're right. I think exactly the thing there that all of a sudden the market has dropped out of those users. So they aren't being snapped up like they were before. No, you got they're not they're not buying the new cards because there's no return on investment in it. And they're flogging all their old cards onto eBay. So the market's just being flooded. So everything's kind of dropping. Well, this is it, isn't it? There was a few uh, posts on Twitter, um, which were some of the uh, Chinese, uh, well, allegedly Chinese, and South Asian uh, mining rigs that were all being dismantled because yeah. of the, the laws over there, wasn't it? The changes in, in prosecution. Yeah, of course, that too, yeah. Um, so there's lots of 30 series cards going straight onto to eBay uh, for apparently, according to some of the tweets, into the $300, $350 mark. Um, so actually, that's quite a good price Be for 3060. A card's constantly used for mining at 100%. It kind of it eats that memory, apparently. I've, I've heard reports that, uh, yeah, don't buy well, mining cards. I was going to say, mm. that can't be too good for a card connect to be run at constantly at like 199%. I mean, I know there's an efficiency curve, but that, that yeah. isn't that isn't going to be good, is it? Completely doing those no, calculations no. all the time. Um, but, yeah, I'm not convinced by this. I mean, I'm definitely in the market for a new card, as we know. But, yeah, as you said before, 
you know, we've talked about the 40 series and, you know, we, we've kind of talked about them and you know, they're not I'll far away, are they? They're both yeah. around the corner. I mean, I mean exactly. by looking at it, they're going to give huge performance increases over the current generation. They are so, indeed. So I just, hmm. you know. I think I if think... you're content with the current 3000 generation, wait till the 4000 come out because the 3000 are going to drop in price. And if you want something better, <laughs> wait for the 4000. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess, you know, you're right. If you're in the market for a used card and you've got money available, apparently... Now, you is, need one yeah. now and you can't wait, then you should be able to buy some, apparently. Apparently you should, but yeah. However, you know, your uh, your mileage may vary, as they say. And when I say this time, I mean as in how long the card lasts. That may be the issue. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. So according to the Verge, the shortage is over. But uh, yeah, the reality is, I think, yet to be seen, especially outside of uh, certain marketplaces anyway. Hmm. Well, moving them from hmm. <laughs> from to GPUs to uh, app stores, um, this kind of I think went under the radar a little bit. I didn't see yeah, too I many news this stories until about you put this. it in the notes. But uh, during the week we were quiet, uh, there was a call from the SEC in the US um, to Apple and Google to remove TikTok from both of their app stores or respective app stores, uh, and this this was to do with the fact that um, it was. <laughs> seen that TikTok, and I quote from the, the commissioner of the SEC, said that it was a sophisticated surveillance tool and data yeah. gathering uh, apparatus for the Chinese authorities. But hang on a minute, yeah. didn't, didn't when all the Trump thing went off, didn't TikTok move itself to the US mm. or headquarter itself? I'm sure it, they did. It, it did. It's, it's now, yes, TikTok US. There is a TikTok US. It's a US company and houses the those US users in US data centers powered by Oracle. However, Chinese employees still have access to the data and uh, backups yes. are backed up to the US and to China. Oh, I had written my notes down somewhere. Uh, where's it gone? Oh, and Singapore. Uh, okay. Okay. So, that so was yeah. Basically, they're still harking on that you know TikTok poses an unacceptable national security risk due to extensive data harvesting uh, being combined with Beijing's apparently unchecked access to that sensitive data. So, ByteDance have responded, and they 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 did confirm that some employees do do uh, have access to TikTok's US data, uh, but they went on to clarify how that these employees are subject to a series of robust security controls and authorization approval protocols overseen by a US-based security team. Who who pays them though? <laughs> but also that kind of contradicts the fact of why holding you're holding the data in the US. Yeah. But actually yeah. you're taking it across borders to back it up and you're allowing non-US yeah. datas, uh, sorry, non-US administrators mm. uh to, to yeah. access that data. That's uh, yeah, it's not good. I mean they did go and say that they're gonna f- they will fully safeguard user data and US national security interests. Uh, they are going to move their, all their backups to st- reside within the US as well and delete any data outside of the US for US users. But they didn't say anything more about users outside, sorry, uh, admins outside the US being able to access US based data. I call me unconvinced by that. <laughs> to me, yeah. that just doesn't sound right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical. Maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah, we've been in this for too long, haven't we? <laughs> but to me, it's like they knew that was happening, and of course it is. And to say it's been that called you know, out on it again, yeah, exactly. And 
I know we can't prove this for certain, and you know the US at least uh, can't come out and say publicly that's happening. But you can't help but think, hmm, is is the data being accessed by Chinese authorities? Is it being accessed by Chinese intelligence? You know, you yep. you can't help but have a bit of a mm, puzzling thought about it, can you? I mean, you know, just it is yeah. possible, and I think that's what the worry here is, isn't it? Um, but as far as I understand, they haven't been removed from either App Store, have they? No, they have not, and we've not seen any comments from Apple or Google on the matter. No, not at all. So I think I think this is kind of a a bit of a rant and a rave from the SEC uh, without Possibly, any yes. legal any legal background behind it. Uh, no, no, but, no, no, but it actually forced them to do it. Yeah, and like you say, considering considering that uh, you know two years ago with the Trump administration, they they did all this lip service and moved it. Well, actually, again, that's exactly what it was. It was lip service. I mean, and like a lot of stuff with Trump, it was to save face and it was to appease him, wasn't it? And it was and like a child. Like a child, it once you mm. you know once the tantrums calm down, walk away, you just quietly you get back all on. About it seven seconds yeah. Later. <laughs> and you just quietly get back on what you were doing, isn't it? As an adult, you know? yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's so, as usual. Exactly, but yeah, but that's not the only warning that uh, this came in the last week or so, isn't it? From U.S. authorities, no, it is and not the. FBI are also been warning about deep fakes, which uh, is a bit of a bit of a worrying one. This one, actually, I think, isn't it? Yeah, they've they, they been saying that criminals are now using deep fakes and stolen uh, P2 data, personal identifiable information, to apply for remote jobs where the interview is online. Now, obviously, the personal info, information bit doesn't surprise me. That's been going for a long time, but deep fakes. I mean, would you would you really fall for a deep fake on a Zoom call where it's a two way conversation? Yeah, but I think so. I was, as we were talking about this before, we were coming online. Yeah. I was kind of reading some about this before. I think it was a dating scam that used similar things. Um, and I think the problem is it's the, you know, they kind of argue that, oh, that they've got bad audio uh, or the data connection is poor. Um, right. That would, it would, that would amount for, I guess, the inconsistency, isn't it? You know, like, oh, there's a pause or there's a delay. You know what? We've all had those before. I mean, where we've been if on you Zoom. Look at a big, big video. I mean, I've seen the pre recorded ones. And there's just something unnatural about them. There is. Whether, whether the audio lines up with the video, just the video itself, the way the face, and the, yeah. the, the person moves, it's just it's uncannily not real. No. And there is kind of, you just, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're very good. Isn't yeah, they? yeah, there's some really good ones, but still not enough to actually fool me. No. And that, they're pre-recorded, let alone an actual two-way conversation. And as I say, I think what this has been for, isn't it? It's been for jobs that are, as you say, remote working jobs, I guess, developers yeah. or things like that, isn't it? Where they yes. don't have to be somewhere. They don't have to um, be present in front of the employee. Um, but, you know, it's trying, and I guess what they're trying to do is trying to get jobs. Because wasn't it, I think, was it recently, was some uh, job postings where the South Korean or there was other roles similar to that, which they think were being applied for by uh, North Korean agents. Uh, remotely through a Zoom to try and gain access yeah. to the, you know, as a job. I mean, I guess this yeah. is taking it another further, isn't it? You know, but I think you know, one some of the some of the complaints that were put, picked up. Um, some of the interviewers did notice, wasn't it, that there were things that just didn't add up whatsoever. Like there was coughing sounds or sneezing that just didn't match anything on the video. Wasn't it? On the video, about. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, this definitely. I mean, this is definitely the way forward, isn't it? I don't mean that in a kind of funny way, in the sense of you know way forward of uh we're gonna uh, we're gonna everybody's gonna be doing it but if you think about um 
if you think about crim- criminal activities, you know, deep fakes, we've seen some of the better deep fakes, that Obama one that went around the other year, wasn't it? You know, it was quite yeah. convincing. This is definitely the way forward because the CGI becomes, you know, far more easy to do on a home computer. You think of the computing yeah. power in the, in the Mac with M1 chip, for example. That's pretty powerful from a, from a neural perspective, isn't it? Mm. What it can do from, you know, those kind of those actions and running software. It's not going to be long before this kind of stuff is going to be accessible to the mainstream. You know, the bit the bit the same way, I suppose, that, you know, script kiddies can pick up and download a DDoS toolkit, you know, off the dark web. You know, you're going to be able to pick up a deep fake uh, tool set where you put in the picture of the person you want to be or whatever, and you run it alongside Zoom or whatever, and it's going to look reasonably convincing. You know, I think this is probably oh, yeah. just the tip of the iceberg. I want to know if I can use this. I can have three or four jobs going at once and just use my deep fakes to attend all the meetings I have. The pointless that, meetings I have. That would save a lot of time, wouldn't it? I have to say. It Some would days, be. I could have three know. or four jobs going at once. It'd be well easy. <laughs> that that would definitely save a lot of time. Um, and you know what? Actually, also would be really, really, uh, I don't know, really, really relaxing because you could just sit back. This person could do it, and you can just do something else. Maybe through pre-recorded actions, you just get to nod every two minutes. You know, in, in, yeah, 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 yeah. Nod, nod, bleak, yeah. Uh, Have a little yeah. bit of drink. Uh, yeah, and then, then they're <laughs> like, "Oh, you have some questions to ask every now and then." And then also, "Oh, you're on mute." <laughs> just oh, like, <laughs> yeah, sorry again. <laughs> Definitely good, but yeah. So scams like this, especially I think for you know, jobs and also data. Sorry, date, dating, not dater. Yeah. Uh, dating, those kind of scams are going to be uh, probably more as well. But mm. yeah, interesting. But yeah, keep an eye out for these because deep fakes are definitely not going away, especially as it's so easy to do now. Right then, let's change tack and let's talk about the new M2 MacBook Pro. So, if you have, uh, you know, air recollection, uh, back, you know, a few weeks ago we had WWDC, and at WWDC we, we had the new M2 MacBook Pro. So this is the one of two new models. Uh, with the M2 that was has been released. So the other one is the MacBook Air uh, M2, yes. which is the new redesigned model. Looks very sweet, doesn't it? Very nice. Friday? Yes, I think yeah, pre-orders Friday. happen just gone, and they're available next Friday, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, But also, they also launched in the, the MacBook Pro model. Um, so this they is did. a 13-inch uh, base mm. model of the MacBook Pro. Uh, ancient cut- chassis. Yes, yes, with the ancient chassis, which used to, used to house an Intel chip. Uh, now houses an M2 uh, with base of 256 gig of storage and 8 gig of RAM. Now, you can spec that up, but what we're talking about here is the base model. So this is the entry-level design. $1,299, is it? It is, it is, yeah. yeah. And it is not a good story, is it, so far, considering the, the no. benchmarks that have been done by independent testers, including Max Tech, who have uh, put out yep. several videos on this. But Apple have got some explaining to do, I think, here, haven't they, really? <laughs> they have they, they have castrated the SSD. <laughs> That's a good way of doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, rather than having two separate chips in there so you can read and write at the same time at full speed, they've just put one flash chip in there. So you're losing about, what, what does it have to say? 50% slower reads and 30% slower write speeds. But um, it's apparently gone a bit too far. So yeah, that's right. Any kind of load, it just crumbles. And um, but because uh, even um, even in the previous generation models, Apple were using two of the NAND chips, weren't they? they? Were. Uh, even you know, so you're getting good write speeds between them. But here, as you say, they've gone almost like you know, is this is this a victim of the supply chain issues we've been seeing? I wonder. 
I wonder. Is it? I mean, I could if they put the two chips on the pro and only one on a non-pro, and I could see it as product uh, segregation, separation, uh, or product lines. But yeah, I I don't have a reason. It, I say it could well be supply chain issues. Hmm. You know, and so what Max Tech in particular found, didn't they, that um, the reduction in NAND chips plus the low-end minimum RAM uh, yeah. meant that they were getting really, really uh, serious. Well, compared to the previous generation and also compared to the 16 gig model, which was 512, um, uh, so that's double NAND chips and double RAM, they were seeing almost, you know, twice the speed in terms of read and write tests, wasn't it, in terms of around... Yeah. Um, in terms of some of the Lightroom and other rendering things it did, um, and it just you know other other render uh, excuse me other renders other performance tests have come out similar as well, and I just I don't get why why Apple have done it because it means that the MacBook Air with M2 is a better machine. But will it be? I've not seen any results. Do they do a well, two five six one? Will that still be a single well, chip? Uh, that's a okay, fair point. A fair, point. I, fair point. We, we don't won't know, know until a, Friday. This week, yeah. If that's across the line or just on this uh, Pro. Well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But, I have okay. a suspicion it might be across the line. But what I will say, though, is why, though, Apple feel it necessary to shoehorn the M2 into this ancient chassis, the 13-inch chassis, that has a very different thermal uh, layout, doesn't it, to yeah. the M1 or the 14-inch route, route. To me, this is just, it's its almost doing it for the sake of doing it. It's like, oh, we've got loads of these chassis knocking around. We should probably put something in them. Um, I think that's basically know, what it is come down to. <laughs> they didn't you know, manage their supply chain properly, and now they have too many chassis. But it's, this almost doesn't deserve the pro uh, moniker on it. Oh, not, not in the slightest. Yeah. Because there's know? no... M2, well, it's just an M2. There's no, no Pro Max Ultra variants available, is there? Well, cur- currently, forget the Ultra for a second. Currently, the most powerful chip in the lineup is the M1 Max. Yes. So you couple that with 32 gig of RAM and a couple of terabytes of disks, that's quite a powerful machine. Um, it is, okay. definitely. Okay, we can talk about the Ultra, but you know, the Ultra is just a Max on steroids, really, isn't it? It's been, to be fair. Um, the only thing it does have over it, though, is from what I remember reading, it has all the ProRes encode decode engines in the base yeah. M2, which aren't in the base M1, but are but I mean, are in the Pro Max and Ultra. Yeah, we but at this rate, I mean, for the kind of money, you're better off getting a second-hand M1 Pro or M1 Max, really, then, wouldn't you? Really? Well, yeah, I think so. Given if that's what you need, you know, okay, I know you wouldn't have the most cutting edge, but at least you'd have the newer chassis design, you'd have better thermal layout. I mean. One thing I will say, though, for both of these, the models here and the M1 is the battery life is phenomenal. I, ca- I, t- I am still blown away by the battery life on the M1. Mm. It, I mean, I've you know, done some work travel. I went, to, you know, went, went away for a few days the other week. Uh, I didn't charge it for two days. Okay, I wasn't hammering wow. it, but I was using it in workshops and sessions, doing email, you know, running you know, um, sort of collaboration tools on it. I didn't need to charge it for two days. And then on the second day, the only reason I charged it in was because I was like on 25%. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just top it up. You know, it's nice. a, it is stunning. I mean, you could kill it. I, you could probably kill it quite easily if you really wanted to, I suppose, with some, you know, aggressive use. Um, but, you know, for general SaaS usage, Word, you know, that kind of outlook, those kind of jobs, um, it is phenomenal. I, I just i am shocked to this day to still, you know, how I know we'll get degradation at some point. 
Um, but it is very impressive to say the least. But yeah, I still, I just to me, this 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 model just does not make sense to me at all. It just absolutely uh, drops in into the lineup and doesn't make any sense, you know. Given mm. that we we can probably guarantee that by October we should see uh, a pro model, as in a sorry an M2 yep. Pro, and then the Max, I suspect, will probably follow on either a similar time or probably was it? I think that was just after, wasn't it? It was slightly after. Um, no, it was the. Uh, it was well, the they, they, it was the same event. Was it was the same event, yeah. wasn't it? So yes, you're right. You were right. It was the same event. But yeah, so I mean, why why would you do it? it just seems bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Given though the redesign of the M1, um, sorry, the M2 Air got a brand new chassis, didn't it? Completely yep. thinner bezels, um, c- completely redesigned screen interface. Got the 1080p webcam. Now I'm guessing yep. I have to say I can't remember. Did I think did this get the 1080p webcam as well? I don't know. You know, but I'm going to guess not. I don't know. You know, now you've said that. Now, now I've said that to myself. No, no. Do you know what? Just a quick look up. Uh, uh it. <laughs> it's got the 720p. Oh, it's literally the old, uh, the old it's, one. They've just slapped them to it. The old, yeah. Absolutely terrible, isn't it? absolutely terrible you know i do wonder sometimes yeah (laughs) i would agree and given that video if you get a chance to have a look at the video from max tech you know those guys test it thoroughly yeah okay and most of us aren't going to be doing what's it uh 42 megapixel rendering uh images in lightroom but it proves a point doesn't it on terms of if you are pushing this to its performance limits what it's going to do for you but yeah, do not now, buy. I mean, it's not going to take long to eat through eight gig of RAM using a couple of applications. You then have to start paging that out to the SSD where it suddenly tanks. Well, this is what, and that's what we saw, didn't we? Do you remember with the early M1s, the yeah. sort of bottlenecking around that, wasn't it? Because of that patching. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I don't. It does not make any sense. It's a very poor design choice from Apple on this point. But uh, yeah. who, who are we to who are we to query uh, Tim uh, Tim Apple and uh, his team? all right then let's keep it moving let's keep it moving so then what have we got next carl oh we have so i mean where to begin i kind of laugh at this one so zendesk has finally been sold for 10.2 billion dollars yes it was wasn't it that's a a healthy bit of money uh to a consortium of private equity firms however that's seven billion less than the offer they turned down in february this year because they thought they were worth more that yeah, I was gonna say they were trying to sell themselves to uh, uh, well, they, they got an offer of 17 billion in February from that's right, they turned it down saying it wasn't enough, they turned it? it down, wasn't enough, yeah, and now they sold for yeah, for 10 billion. And it's only what I mean, they they were only, I mean, they have they were looking with the IPO, wasn't it? Of, of um, yeah, not not that long ago. Um, and I think yeah. you know, and prior to, and also during that point, they were trying to buy. They were trying to buy um, another yeah, company, weren't they? SurveyMonkey's uh, parent organization. That was the one, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you can't make this stuff up, can you? I mean, like, if... no, no. They should have taken the seventeen billion. I'm guessing. I wonder whether. I wonder whether investors pushed heavily to for this sale to say, "Look, stop mucking around." I think they were now. pushing anyway, weren't they? There was um, hostile investors that were trying to push yeah, so... for uh, some shareholder value there. It was so that's seventy that seventy sorry seven point one dollar 
$7.1 billion uh, yeah. acquisition cost works out around $77.5 a share, doesn't it? Which was uh, a premium over their price before uh, the, the announcement. But yes, yes. Zendesk now joins, um, uh, was it, who's it, who bought them? Because I did see my notes here. I can't read it. Uh, Perima and Hellman and Freeman, which sounds like some kind of um, condiment <laughs> company, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> I sorry, I should probably apologize. I shouldn't say that. Um but yeah, so you know, another one another one goes private. You know, given the state of the economic outlook and things, inflation and interest rates going up, private equity yeah. still seems to be making acquisitions left, right, and center. Though I will add, I have to that. say it we haven't put it in the notes today, but what we should probably mention, of course, is that uh, you know, uh money doesn't buy you everything, and you know, Elon Musk's uh, recent uh Reversal on the Twitter deal proves that point, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, it's not reversed yet. Well, no, but he's. Oh, we'll probably talk, we'll talk about this probably more in the next week's show as yeah. more details come out. But yes, as we uh, as we went to air this uh, to, in the last forty eight hours, there was a, an announcement, wasn't it, that he was uh, looking to uh, no longer buy the company, wasn't it? But Twitter, yeah. where and I just said, we'll take you to court about it. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll have the billion dollars. We're going to force you, you to buy us now. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the billion dollars that. Um, <laughs> that you oh. were said that it was a uh, wasn't the the, the uh, what's the word um, the penalty fee wasn't it you know it is yeah they get out of course yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant well Zendesk well done good luck with that and hope you won't go public again time soon to <laughs> lose some more money <laughs> right so from Zendesk to advertising and this one mm. oh, just, how yeah, low can one. you go well I mean f- very low according to European telcos then. <laughs> It is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the European telcos. Uh, so, you know, the ones you pay your money to for a service. Well, now they're going to start mining all your data and injecting ads into your browsing. Oh, that's the plan, isn't it? It's something called uh, TrustPid. Yeah, which is it, the cross operator infrastructure for digital advertising and digital marketing. <gasps> yeah, that's <laughs> the one. So, uh, basically, it involves the creation of a, a kind of pseudo anonymous tokens that are linked to your mobile device's uh, IP and mobile phone number. Uh, and the twist um, uh, the, gen- the tokens are generated for each ad partner, which ap- they claim limits the merging of data from different ad partners to create profiles on, cons- on customers. Uh, and they're claiming this is the approach is secure and privacy friendly. Mm, not really buying that one. And apparently, neither are the EU privacy regulators, uh, as they no. they're already digging into this. <laughs> to me, this is like we've been had the door slammed in our face from basically both the the mobile, uh, you know, giants yep. Apple and Google in terms of the software, the tracking restrictions, yes. you know, that are in there. Uh, you know, regulators are breathing down on that. Right, we need to find a way to get this revenue back, isn't it? It's like, but this is there just is that. This, yeah, this is counterintuitive to to anything. It just why would you then build a brand new advertising mechanism that both the the you know the the software vendors are going to block, and as you say, regulators yeah. are going to be like, "You're doing what?" I mean, it just yeah. it's I don't understand how they think it's a good deal. It's not, I'm not even sure how this is going to work when people they start when Apple have Apple rolled it out yet the private relay or is it still in beta? I think it's still in beta, isn't it? Because of the because of the, funny enough because of the rows over um, over things like this, wasn't it? Over the restrictions yeah. from Apple. So the and funny enough, it was telcos, wasn't it? Got their knickers in a twist over that point. Of course, because the telcos aren't going to know the 
devices use an IP to type back to a phone number because it's going to no. come from some generic one. No. <sighs> so it, it, it seems that everyone else is going the other way, and then the, the telcos are going, no, sod this. We're going to do it the good old-fashioned way. Yeah, so this trusted thing, as you say, is going <clears> to <throat> excuse me, link to the mobile number and IP address used by your provider, so that you know your telco, Vodafone, or, or EE, for example, in the UK. Yeah. Gives you creates a new identifier, isn't it? That so that's just the trust PID, yep. isn't it? Then, and then they yep. use that to create marketing tokens for different advertisers and publishers who yes. I'm assuming pay them money. Um, but then mm. they can't identify you personally, but they can identify you as that, I guess, token, isn't it? Pseudo anonymous um, token, yeah. and then yeah. you get personalized uh, marketing and analytics, uh, and aka they can build up a tracking. A profile around you, isn't it? Which is just yeah. absolutely just a pile of steaming. What comes? But that's out not just for a site or a number of sites, is it? No. That's across everything you do in your mobile because it's linked to your mobile. No, exactly. Hmm. <sighs> yes. Just I'm. <laughs> it's just absolutely. I just admit I'm shaking my head because I'm like. If this is just not gonna it's not gonna go anywhere, isn't it? Because no company that companies like you know these telcos obviously are losing money. We know that for a fact on this point of view because they sell that data. But you know, privacy is, is such a hot topic. The EU mm. in particular, as we know from recent things with the Digital Markets Act um and other mm. things, are gonna get very upset with this kind of data because this is this is the return of a cookie, basically, isn't it? You know, um it is, in, it is. in other forms. So I have to ask though. They're not actually losing money. They're just making less money. Well, yes. To clarify, so they're not making a minus number. They're still making a healthy profit, just not as much healthy profit as they used to. Well, fair enough. Yeah, they're not going out of business, are they? <laughs> no, no, exactly. That's what I'm just, I just want to clarify that one. They're not actually losing, losing money. They're still making a, a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, they're just making less money, aren't they, per user? But... Yeah. I am, um, yeah, I wouldn't be happy with this. I guess, though, people like us, that means we just have to pump all of our data back through Pi Hole and Tail Scale VPN again, wouldn't it? Then, <laughs> well, you know? yeah, exactly. I'm pretty much going that way anyway. <laughs> uh, that's why your battery's getting burnt out, then, is it? <laughs> oh, it is, yeah. No, I don't know. Actually, iOS 15.5, it seems to have killed my battery. Oh, is oh, uh, which one? Sorry, 15.5. Is it the latest one? My battery uh, has uh, not been good since I've done the upgrade. All oh, right, I'm so I'm on beta. Beta 6 or Beta 7? Oh, okay. You know, I'm just on the latest official version. But it's not been kind to my battery. It doesn't last the day now. I, I, you know, I get to the this kind of, well, it's kind of, well, 6, 7 in the evening. I've got like 30% left. I um, find myself topping it up. Funny enough, you should say that. I have noticed I've been getting to that point a little bit. But I was wondering whether or not my battery life was getting a little bit less due to the fact of... It just wasn't quite the same anymore. Mm. You know, the two-year-old phone, battery life, I looked at it, the battery health Could was be. around 92%. Now, okay, it's still not bad, but that might make a difference, you know? Maybe it is that, but... I don't know. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. a positive thought. Ah, so then, talking anyway, of, um, yeah. of uh, data then, um, turns out AMD uh, may have had a data breach with it back earlier this year, and a yeah. hacking group by the name of, oh, well, excuse me, I should say extortion group, not hacking group, extortion yeah. group, Good. by the name of Ransom House, which I must admit, when I was reading the notes, read this as Random House, who I thought were the publishers, <laughs> which, which like, threw me massively. Really? I, was like, I was like, Random House, don't, don't they publish books, you know? Uh, so Ransom <laughs> yeah, yeah. House um, <laughs> says that they're sitting on a 450 gig uh, 
trove of data that was pulled from, during the breach, which happened apparently on the 5th of January of this year, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But AMD not saying too much around this, are they? In fact, don't yeah, say, they're saying anything. Nothing at all. And uh, yeah, so Ransom House say they didn't carry out the, the hack themselves. They're actually merely a kind of a mediator. Oh, well, oh, well they're, they're the a middleman. <laughs> they're the middleman between the attackers and the victim to ensure payment is made. But anyway, they haven't actually released a sample, haven't they? Uh, it contains network file, system information, AMD passwords gathered in the breach. Now, the AMD passwords aren't that secure, are they? Uh, no. <laughs> no. One of the major ones was just password. Yes. I mean, let's be quite mm. honest here. If you're going to secure something, I recommend a best, slightly stronger password than password. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. even your granny probably knows that sort of good password, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Did make me chuckle. Like, oh, man, really? Uh, but yeah, so no, as, as you mentioned, we've had no comment whatsoever, no acknowledgement or anything from AMD that no. this has happened. And this At- isn't the same uh, data dump that was, when was that? Back in, it was a previous leak. Wasn't there? Yeah, oh, so that previous, that previous one ago, was maybe? back. Yeah, that was back uh, in March of last year. Uh, no, no, was. sorry. Uh, no, March of 20, excuse me. I'm looking at my notes. March of 20. Yes, there was a leak. Uh, but yeah, so it's not the same one. This is a completely no, separate that, uh, trove of data. If you recall, that one back in March 2020 was uh, lots of the blueprints of the GPUs um, that, showed the up one, on, yeah. uh, that showed up on GitHub. It that long ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah t- tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that Where's was back. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, so that was back, yeah, 2020. So this is com- apparently completely new, and uh, which, according to them, is not just anything to do with that. Now it includes files around the network information, uh, passwords for other systems, um, as well as other data, wasn't it, to, to access it? Mm. Uh, yeah. But there is some some rumblings that this might actually not be everything that they said is, isn't it? Yes. Um, and it might actually be a smaller amount of data that could be used to do an extortion job as opposed to a real breach. But again, there's no information. And another, uh, I think another commentator or researcher uh, thinks that it could be from an AMD partner, um, which would imply why some of it was AMD. uh, And then, you know, you could pass it off as AMD information because you you, you and I both work for companies where you have a partnership with somebody and I don't know, you can access, they, you know, you, we have copies of, I know, their sales material or product information yep. that's shared under an NDA uh, because do. of the partnership and vice versa. So, you know, it could be, it could be something like that, but. Yeah, yeah I mean, with AMD, obviously, it's going to be things like schematics for latest GPUs and stuff like that. It's for its partners to be able to make the GPUs. Yeah, exactly. So there's a good chance that it could be true, but it might not just be, you know, as shiny as they said, is it could be mm. more of a, uh, I guess more of a a look at this. It says AMD on it, you know. Nudge, nudge, wink, yeah. wink. You know, AMD um, on the tin. Exactly. The money. Yeah. When you open the tin, it's well, you've sold me something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old, uh, the old classic eBay job, isn't it? Of buying a, yeah, I've got the myself old a, the old switcher of buying yourself an iPhone, and when it turns up, it's a brick in a box. You know, oh, uh, that's uh, <laughs> the one. Or it's just a box. You know, you, you missed that word box. Oh, don't. don't. Oh, eBay I, listing. <laughs> I've never understood that. I, I've, I'd be honest with you. You see these eBay events, and I'm like, why are you selling the box? You know, but yeah, you're right. some silly person doesn't read properly and pays them a lot of money for it. Well, there is that, I guess. There is that, definitely. Right then. So 
we'll talking follow up on people. this one. I was going to say, yes, talking <laughs> of silly people, we'll follow up on this one when it gets more information. But yes, talking of very silly people, oh my God. This one, oh. again, you you couldn't make this up if you tried either, I don't think, could you? No, 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 no. So uh, Gene Levoff, who's the former director of Corporate Law at Apple and co-chairman of the Apple Disclosure Committee, uh, so basically the man responsible for stopping insider trading has pleaded guilty to six counts of security fraud, a.k.a. insider trading. Oh, my God. <laughs> and not not, not like giving other people information. No, no, no. He used it with his own name and his own shares to make money <laughs> or avoid losses. <sighs> I just... I just... Oh, oh, anyway, he used his non-public information about Apple's financial results to make his trades better, you know, on his Apple stock, um, earning himself, what, $227,000 and avoiding losses of $377,000 altogether. The biggest one, get this right, this is what I don't understand. His biggest trade was a sale of $10 million of his own Apple stock in July 2015. Um, basically, pretty much all his shares and came just before uh, Apple announced worse uh, worse results than the market expected. So th- this m- saved him losing three hundred forty-five thousand on those shares. I'm sorry, okay. if you got ten million dollars of Apple stock, do you really need to be doing this? I mean, three hundred forty-five thousand isn't a lot compared to the ten million, and now no. potentially a lot of time in jail. But like we just say, the irony of like the man who's responsible for protecting Apple. From insider trading, and you know, you and I have both worked in companies where there's been shares, public oh, companies. Yeah. So you get that once a quarter, typically, isn't it? You know, uh, you yeah, know, just before uh, results, a couple, a couple of weeks before results. That's it. After there's usually uh, you're an email. Not allowed to sell them, are you? That's it. You're not allowed to sell anything. You know, you sign the documentation to say that <laughs> you were all buy. Yep, uh, you sign the documentation to say, of course, that you won't use that information uh, to, you know, to provide. You know, I think that could be a uh, Inside training, um, and uh, <laughs> it's just like just for the man himself. this one for the man himself. For the man himself, it does it. And like you say, this it wasn't cost the... him though. Oh, no. it's gonna. He, this is jail time. This is jail time. Yes, his sentencing is scheduled for November, and he faced up to twenty years in prison per count and a five million dollar fine. So he had what six? He could potentially face 120 years in prison. Yeah, it's just you know. Oh, I just mm. Apple shares go up, Apple shares go down. But I mean, just as, I mean, if you've got 10 million to save yourself 300k, I mean, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have 10 million, so who am I to who am I to uh, you know? <laughs> but would about... you gamble going to prison and losing it all over 345 grand if you had 10 million? No, you wouldn't, would you? Well, at least no. I don't think you would, would you? No, I mean, I, I wouldn't. No. We're just, I'm just puzzled <laughs> by why why you'd want to why you'd want to put yourself in that position. Um, for he's clearly, well, I keep trying. He can't be a stupid man. He made it to be director of corporate law and co-chairman of the disclosure committee at Apple. So I wonder sometimes. Though, vaguely is, clever. <laughs> yeah, but is this is this was is this the classic? He thought he was too clever to get caught. Maybe, maybe, but it was you know, such an obvious trade. Yeah, it's going to show up, isn't and it? His own name. <laughs> well, that kind of that kind of um, 
uh, that kind of sale, that size of sale, that's going to show up. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if you, it's not like you chunked it up into like 500 smaller transactions to try and get under people's radars that you did it in one big one. No, absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. I say that's probably not just going to get scrutiny from Apple. That probably gets scrutiny from the SEC as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <sighs> well, it was a nice problem to have 10 million stock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely, uh, absolutely nice to have. Um, but yeah, absolutely crazy. Crazy. Mm. But, you know, well done. Well done for trying. I'll give you that. But um, yeah. Uh, Good luck with the, good luck with the court time. case. <laughs> there won't be a yeah. next time. No, there won't be a next time. Oh, right then. Right. I feel it's time for... Oh. What's going on? What's going on? I've got all the sounds. <laughs> well, right. well, thank you for that introduction. That's better. <laughs> oh, well, let's kick off the rumour. We've got quite a few rumours this, this, this it's week. It's full, isn't it? It's quite full. So what have we got first thing? Fire up the ring mill. Apple Watch Series Eight. So uh, we've been hearing when well, we've mentioned this many times. It's meant to be. It's meant to have been in the watch for quite a long time. The body temperature sensor, isn't it? Oh yes. But apparently, it's not panning out quite as well as expected. So the rumor is we're still getting it in in the Series Eight. But instead of giving you an exact reading, the watch is just going to tell you if it detects a spike in body temperature. So obviously, it'll constantly take your temperature, and if it's out of the norm. It, it will alert you and encourage you to talk to a doctor. Hmm. Yeah. Not quite what we were expecting, was it? No, not at all. And I think there's a, you know, around the temperature sensing is there, you know, there's a lot of inconsistencies about um, calculating temperature from the wrist, isn't it, compared to there is, other, yeah. other not, areas. So it's taking the temperature. It's not as reliable. But I think the, the the spiky body temperature, I think, combined with other factors, isn't it? So maybe blood pressure, uh, maybe blood um yeah. Blood, blood level, but heart rate, excuse me, oxygen, heart O2, heart rate, that's what I was thinking, sorry, could, you know, use some clever software and algorithms to, you know, give you an indication that you're not well, which I think is probably pretty good, isn't it? Now, it imagine, is. ima- imagine if they, remember the other rumor was around the AirPods, the next model of AirPods Pro with temperature sensors, wasn't it? Well, the in-ear temperature sensors. And now yeah. imagine combining them with that watch data. I mean, like, yeah, you, by the way, you're, you've got a temperature, you know, of like a 38.8 or whatever, you know, your heart rate yep. through the roof and your O2 levels are it. We think you've got COVID. <laughs> That'd be quite clever. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say, maybe they should, you know, ship an external probe with it. But the, are you going to ship that? I don't, know. I don't know. Well, my <laughs> mind was going down a murky road. So we'll move on from that rapidly. <laughs> I don't want to know. Get the probe we need, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you going to put a pro? Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, no, no. So, uh, there were some more rumors that came in the Watch Series 8. Yeah, we're moving on. So, Ross Young, uh, he, he says we're getting a third size, a larger 50 mil display. He's the display yeah. guru guy. So, That's this is it, yeah. up from the current 45 and 41. He's got like, is he a 100% track record or something like that? Um, I'm wondering if this is the alleged rugged version because we're meant to get a third, a, a rugged version, aren't we? That's uh, correct. Uh, heavy duty sports, rock climbing, or, or whatever. So, could the rugged version be getting a large display to help you see it clearer outside? 
I think you could do. I think this makes sense because there's been a few different rumors about the Rockerized version. Now, there's been a few mock-ups I've seen on other sites that look yep. similar to like Casio G-Shock style. Um, yep. The screen size could extend by um, from close to two inches diameter. That's what they're talking about after yeah. 1.9, which would give quite a bigger. But I think the one thing the Rockerized size needs is the display size is one thing but it needs better battery because if they're bringing in some of those features that they talk around with multi multi sport <clears throat> tracking you know if you're a triathlete or something the battery's going to get hammered isn't it it's one thing going it's for a walk for an hour display that's more space in the sh- uh, exactly. a bigger chassis yeah so are we going to exactly. get a bigger battery yeah i think it's possible but there's another thing isn't there, around the, the chips isn't there, around oh, the sa God. chip isn't there now we mocked this last time don't we Ruthlessly, we, we probably but, shouldn't have done. <laughs> allegedly, the S8 chip is going to have the same spec and performance as the S7, which, if you remember, it's just really a rebadged S6. Yes, yes. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if you took one apart, you'd just see S oh S6 scrubbed out and S7 scrubbed out and then S8 written on the chip. That's <laughs> basically what we're doing. Yeah, but what I wonder then, so then the S8 then is going to be the same chip that's in my watch, for example. Yeah, you got the, yeah, yeah, apparently so. Whether any but, more, we've got more sensors coming apparently because we've got the temperature one, but the core chip itself is the same as the S6, apparently. Now, what I will say is, it. I, I have to say, I don't feel it does, it doesn't feel slow to me. I mean, I'll be honest, I've got the watch for. And very rarely does the chip in that seem slow. Yeah, it doesn't feel slow at all to me. So I'm not, I'm not like panicked. Like, oh dear, this is kind of worried about like you know. No. I I, I would be here, but I think as we were talking about, you know, the more sensors that are coming, there are more you know things in it. It is. I think it would be probably it would be wrong to say it's exactly the same chip. Um. I would say that it's probably been slightly tweaked, isn't it? Probably to get more out of it. Yeah. But as long as it can cope with the capabilities, the new sensor types, the new data, then actually, mm. I don't think I don't think it's going to be too bad, to be honest with you. No, no. And it is but, the same chip that's going to be in another product. So it is. So it is, isn't it? And mm, slightly Mr. different. Mr. German. Yes, yeah, slightly different product. Mr. German is a certainly S eight chip. Um, will actually be powering a new HomePod. Uh, my understanding is this is going to replace the now discontinued, the original one, uh, you know, the big uh, tub-like one. Not, well, not you can't mini. buy that anyway, can you? That isn't, yeah. I don't, you've not been able to no, buy a HomePod. No, it's replacing that. It's going to be, they're going to bring out a new replacement for the original one. The original one uses, what, the A8 chip, doesn't it? Yeah, which I, weirdly, is, is as you say, been discontinued, but still gets firmware updates. Oh, does it really? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But money, if it used the A8 chip, is it just a problem of producing A8 chips and that's why it's been discontinued? Well, the A8 that's... is quite an old chip. Yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah. It's, it, why would you build something in and it's not going to have... We always thought it was odd when they discontinued it and didn't bring yeah. out a replacement. So it had to be some kind of supply chain issue. Definitely. And I also would say that given um, it doesn't have the other capabilities like ultra wideband and things like that, does it? No, it does not. So, no, no, exactly. And this new one apparently is also going to get an updated display, uh, potentially multi-touch support on that display on it. But it is going to be around the same size and the same kind of audio performance. From what I understand, the original HomePod was a very good speaker. Oh, 
from from what I've seen and heard of them and, and know people that say it, they are phenomenal speakers. And put, when you put them in stereo mode either side of a TV with your Apple yeah. TV, they are pretty impressive uh, sound quality. So I don't think there's any concerns in terms of the output. No, it was it's just, just bringing it up to date, isn't it? Well, why did they kill it? And I think a lot of people are upset, weren't they? And, you know, they were. we were talking, I think we were talking about this the other day about how much they were going for on eBay. They're a phenomenal amount of money on eBay. Hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so the HomePod Mini, though, I mean, great, great device itself. I mean, I've got yep. four of them in the house. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've got one in the office, three in the house. Um, we love them. They are, you know, absolutely great bits of kit. Have you got rid of uh, all your Sonos now? So the only Sonos, well, the only Sonos type speaker we've got is the IKEA Symphomisk uh, bookshelf speaker, oh, yeah. which is in the kitchen. But uh, my wife uses AirPlay for that. Ah, oh, okay. You just not thought of putting a mini in there instead. No, because that speaker does the job and it works perfectly fine for AirPlay too. So yeah. it actually does what it says in the tin. Oh, um, of course, yeah. That's all you need. So yeah, exactly. So it does exactly the same as the, funnily enough, the, the, the HomePod Minis anyway. But the kids have got a HomePod Mini in both their bedrooms, and we've got one in the living room nice. behind the TV, and I've got one in my office that I'm staring at right now, uh, with uh, her name, her, the name I shall not speak. Uh, but yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and the great thing is because they're all connected into the Apple Music thing and they're locked down for the kids. You know, they, you know, they just yep. can do music and things like that. It's very, it's very safe. Oh, brilliant. I mean. hmm. Yeah. But nice. I'd, I'd be, nice. I'd be in the market for one. I, I would be quite happy to have a pair of them either side of my TV and ditch the um, sound box, to be honest with you. Oh, your Sky thingy. Yeah, the Devalier D- 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 one that I've got, which actually isn't, a, you know, it's a good brand, but there are better sound, you know, yeah, uh, it doesn't do Dolby Atmos. Um, there's a few other things, you know. It does good sound. It does Dolby surround? What's the other, what's not? What's the one before Atmos? Dolby? Um, oh. Was it Dolby Vision? Which is the one? Which is the new one? Atmos or Vision? I can't remember which is the new one. You know, Vision's the video part of, isn't it? So Atmos is the latest one. Um, it doesn't do Atmos. Dolby Five Point One DTX, yeah, does, but that's not. No, it does. Dolby, it does it, the though? previous stuff, you know, but it doesn't do the latest yeah. and uh, greatest, but. Yeah, I'd be up for that, but I, I'm I'd be keen to see if they come out. But who? I mean, Definitely. if they I, if they were going to launch this, I'd suspect they'd drop it in at the end of the iPod at the end of the iPhone. Um, event, yeah. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, but that S8 chip though is clearly got enough grunt in it to run this processing of a speaker and all the responses. If you can do yeah. what the watch does, um, and it's also going to have the ultra wideband capability, which I have to say, uh, ultra wideband saved me a lot of money the other week. It did, didn't it? Uh, as you know, yeah. So I, you know, for, I went out for a cycle of the week, uh, or actually last weekend, wasn't it? I dropped, a dropped an earbud, uh, AirPod, sorry. I mean, um, while cycling, I didn't realize for 25 minutes that it had fallen out my ear cause I was hot and sweaty. Um, I didn't have the music on. And then when I realized, well, I came, went back three hours later and parked my car and then walked through the park area and followed, you know, the tracking. And then when it, when it yep. got to the last known location, I tried to connect to it, you know, using the lost and found thing yep. and it acquired a signal. And then using that, you know, the, the thing that we talked about before with the air tags brought me into yep. the location. It was brilliant. I have to say it wasn't nice. just like it's, it's here in this location. It was like, no, you're close, you're close. And it was like, I walked past it. It went, you've gone too far. I was like, what? Turned around. Ooh, and, it, and it was nice. like, you know, uh, uh, you know, like the X marks the spot, the circle getting smaller. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It was brilliant. So I was, and it was, yeah, it saved me uh, yeah, a lot of hassle because what I discovered was in the US, you can buy replacement AirPods for $89. Okay. A single one. A single one. When you go to yeah. the, US, the UK site to try and do the same thing, it, it goes to let you do it, but then 
it says click next, 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 and then it tries to sell you uh, a lightning to you a USB C cable. <laughs> it's like that's not what I want. I want an AirPod. <laughs> no, I can't stick one of those in my ears. Well, yeah. I can, but it's not going to give me audio. No, it's still talking about tags. There's an update on my suitcase. It's got oh, a yes, house you, and it's the other side of Birmingham currently. So it's going the wrong way. So yes. maybe it will be here at half past 12 tonight. So just for, yes, just to kind of bring us context there. Uh, yeah. you, were, you, you did some travel this, this last I week. Did. I you? got away on a business trip for the first time in forever. I got a couple of days in the Netherlands. It was a horrific travel from a travel point of view, both ways. On the way back, it was going really, really well. I got through security. Dropped my bags, got to the bar in under 40 minutes, which was amazing. The plane turned up on time. It was actually got got to Heathrow earlier than planned. I was brilliant through security in what three or four minutes this end. Uh <laughs> got to the baggage hall hall. It's chaos. Absolute chaos. Um I waited an hour or so, nothing turned up. I could see my bag was still on the plane, thanks to air tags. Went to speak to the um, the airline desk. I will not mention their name. Maybe next week uh, I might do if it gets any worse. <laughs> uh, we'll name and shame them. Yeah, probably four plus hours before we uh, get your bag off the plane. So I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting another four hours in the, in the baggage hall. So I filled in the form, thought I'd come home. Yeah, up until what, this morning, it had been sitting in the baggage hall, going round and round on a carousel for days but it has now left and uh, it's gone past my house and there's the other side of Birmingham going the wrong way so I don't know when I'll get this bag if ever (laughs) well I say maybe yours is on the return journey then isn't it I think it might well be but uh yeah air tanks are telling me exactly where it is it's amazing I I say money well spent there my friend money well spent it is I'm glad I put one in all my luggage but uh yeah I just want my bag back (laughs) But there you go. At least, at least uh, like you say, at least uh, you know the AirTag has uh, come in handy for something. It has yeah. indeed. Uh, well, just to finish off, then talking about the chips, then uh, I know we go on about this ARVR headset quite a lot, but apparently German has also indicated in his recent report that the um, the Apple ARVR headset is going to now ship with the M2 chip and also 16 gig of RAM. So let's hope that's not going to have the problems that the M2 MacBook Pro has got. Um, you know, as it's got 16 gig of memory. Yeah. Um, but this that also a... tells you something about the processing capabilities, or should I say, the yep. requirements of this headset. Yeah. Then, if that's the case, I mean, that's it's going to be pricey. Nuts. Yeah. If it's got an M2 and 16 gig of RAM in there, yeah, those initial predictions of three thousand dollars or whatever, I don't think they're going to be far wrong. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? Uh, so no more real big details now, apart from some of the requirements on it. But yeah, we'll uh, soon be seeing that um, if there's any further details. But we'll keep we'll keep watching, won't we? And uh, you know, until it until it we gets released. So then, final thing. Then um, we'll talk more about iOS 16 in a next couple of weeks as we get closer to the launch. Um, but one of the a few of the features that are not going to launch for iOS 16 have come out, um, and one of those is the Freeform app. So that's Apple's collaboration sort of whiteboard app that you can virtual whiteboard. IPad. Yeah, that's it. Looks really good. I'm kind of disappointed about that, um, but uh, it's going to come to both iOS 16 uh, and Ventura later this year. I love yep. that later this year. Well, okay. Um, the other one is their support for Matter, isn't it? Which is kind of disappointing yep. a little bit that this is not coming out. So Matter uh, is going to Matter. Oh, it's a terrible pun. Um, yeah. 
so that's the connectivity standard that uh, has the backing of uh, Amazon and Google and Samsung and Apple, of course, and other yeah. companies. Um, but yeah, so no, they're not I think that's just because the matter standard though has been delayed. It's not been uh, that's, fully no, ratified yet. That's though, what I was going to say. I, I was thinking there's more to that because surely they can just push that with a software update, can't they? Well, yeah, they'll just push that exactly. Uh, what else was there? So the other one was share, oh, SharePlay integration in Game Center. Does everybody use Game Center? Do you use Game Center? I don't think I've not even used SharePlay yet. Well, no, but, good point. Um, no, some games force you to log into Game Center. So uh, yes, vaguely, but mm, I don't okay. actually go into it. Yeah, not worried about that. And the other one then was the new CarPlay improvements. Well, now if this is referring to CarPlay as in the, that huge like virtual dashboard, no, this, wasn't it? This is it? the next gen one. Yeah, so that's yeah. obvious. It's not going to be in like... iOS sixteen. No, but apparently uh, there it will appear in vehicles from Audi, Ford, uh, Volvo, Land Rover. I think what's the other Honda I've got here in twenty twenty three. So I'd be I'm I am definitely interested to see um, how that looks mm, yep. in real life because the mock ups yeah. look amazing, don't they? With they you know, do. that they single do. dash, I would love to have that in my car. I'm gonna have to say. I want to see how those manufacturers actually bring this to life because we've all seen we we've all seen car prototypes, haven't we? You know, mock-ups. Oh um, yeah. You know, and then the reality of what that turns into is <laughs> so far from so far from designed to reality, isn't it? Yeah. I want to know whether Apple do the same here or the manufacturers, I should say, do the same with CarPlay as well. Let's see, we'll um, see. Uh, what was the other one? So there's a couple of other live, ones. live activities. That was it. Live activity. That's yep, the one that. that appears on your lock screen. That isn't a widget, but it's kind of a constantly updating bit at the bottom, isn't it? Like a constantly updating notification, isn't it? It can show you things like where your food is on its journey, how long it is to arrive. Oh, yeah, that's right, stuff. yeah. Or latest uh, sports results. That's right. And then the other one, apparently, which is, they haven't said whether it's going to come out at launch or not, is this new lockdown mode. So this is a new security uh, feature in iOS 16, um, which is designed to protect users who may be at risk of highly targeted cyber attacks, um, which, according to Apple's blurb, is highly targeted cyber attacks from private companies developing state-sponsored mercenary cyberware, spyware. Uh, mm. NSA group, NSA group, please take, uh, please stand up because that is clearly yeah. targeted at you, isn't it? Um, oh yes. So this is quite clever. So this is a special mode that you put your phone into, which basically shuts down all communication, doesn't it? So no, no messages. You can't use um, message types. There are no links. You can't do web browsing. Uh, there's no JavaScript. There's no, um, I guess, yeah. complex web technologies. No Apple services work outside incoming invitations. No service requests. No FaceTime. Uh, unless you trust people, uh, you can't do a wired connections from the phone, so you can't plug it in via USB or Lightning. Okay. Can't do configuration profiles. You can't do MDM when lockdown mode's turned on, and there's a few other features that are coming as well. Absolutely impressive bit of kit, if you ask me. That is, hmm. you know, all those services there. But like I said, this isn't aimed at me or you. This is aimed clearly at people no. who are going to be targeted, aren't they? Um, but hmm. Apple put out a press release on this, uh, and they call it mercenary spyware. I mean, right? Okay. You, you could. There is only. I mean, there is only one company, but there's only one company that Apple hate quite a lot, isn't it? That is <laughs> that is NSN Pegasus uh, yeah. software, isn't it? Um, that's the but one. Yeah, they haven't said whether that's going to be coming at all um, in the, in the first release, but I suspect that'll show up probably within. I wouldn't be surprised by probably the point three release uh, for iOS 16, but it proves yep. Apple is clear is very serious on privacy and is 
wanting to protect some of those high profile users uh, of its platform as such. Yeah. Right then, that is probably a good place for us to wrap up tonight. We'll be back next week for episode 96 as we roll on to the big 100. Of course, we would like you to leave us a like, subscribe, uh, pass the subscription on to your friends, give us a comment. You can find us on Twitter at Weekly Tech Ramp, where we post all of our show notes and links to the, uh, the episodes. And of course, we're online at techrant.online uh, which is our homepage for uh, all of the show notes where they're written up uh, for all of the episodes that have been since the inception of time and again we would welcome your comments mm. and any feedback and of course you can find us wherever you get your podcast wherever you're listening to this today uh, you can probably find it and share us and like it so then carl i think as i say that's all from me i've been jay i've been carl have a good evening all <laughs>